On today's episode of Coaching Clubhouse, I spoke with current Greenwich High baseball coach Adrian Arango. He would have been out during his first year this year. Um, unfortunately, a couple days ago, the CIAC, which is the Connecticut governing body for high school sports, announced that um, schools will not be having spring sports because the students won't be going back into their schools for the remainder of the semester. So uh, tough news, obviously, to hear. We talked about that for a little bit. Um, and then we also got to his path from coaching in New Canaan, um, playing high school baseball in Stanford, and then how he arrived at Greenwich High as the new baseball coach. Um, it was a great, it was a great interview. He's, he's a great guy. And, um, we kind of, we talked through different philosophies for coaching and how he was, was planning on attacking this season. And I know I coach a lot of the same kids that he does. And there's, there's a lot of talent in that group and they would have been able to accomplish some special things this year. So it's unfortunate um, the way they weren't able to play this year, but obviously for good reason with what's been going on in the world. So uh, it was a great conversation conversation with Adrian and um, we're going to have to wait a year to see how the high school team does here in Greenwich, but I'm really looking forward to how he leads this group and, and he's going to do a great job for years to come. So here's my interview with New Greenwich baseball coach Adrian Aranga. Adrian, how's it going? Good. How you doing, bud? Doing all right. Doing all right. No, no sports, but we're we're getting. Yeah, man. It. it it's brutal for everybody, you know. Yeah, I'm I'm so it's, sorry that they just announced uh, high school yesterday. I can't. I couldn't believe it. Yeah, man. It was it was a tough day. Um, I got was able to talk to the captains. Um, and uh, the coaches came on, and Mr. Lindine, the athletic director, and. You know, we, we chatted for about 15, 20 minutes, so. Yeah, I, as you know, I coach a lot of those guys in the summer, and it, it would have been a great group, and you guys would have won a lot of games. So. Yeah, I, uh, I, I, I think as I, I – I kind of already had a good feeling, you know, because I've been not following these guys but going against these guys for years now, you know, coaching against them, um, some more than others, you know. And I knew this was a special group. I kind of knew it from the first time I met the captains and how dedicated they seemed to the season and, you know, wanting to do well. And, and you know, it's just sad, man. You know, it's 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 not so sad for me. Like I told them, I'm going to have other opportunities. But imagine, you know, you, you know what it's like your senior year. There's nothing like that. So, yeah, that's what I, that's what I was telling all my friends and those kids, too. Like if I was a senior this year, I don't know what I what I would have done. I would I would have gone crazy for sure. Right, right. I told them the same thing. I don't know how I would have handled it, but they've been great, man. The the, the three captains specifically and, and the, the seniors in general have been really, really good. So Yeah, I'm not surprised. Hopefully hopefully we get Allegiant season this summer, but Yeah, I mean that would that would at least be a saving grace because these guys can still go accomplish something special over the summer and get a shot to play each with each other one last time. That that's the other part of it too, you know, because once you leave high school, um you don't, you don't know, you don't know what's going to happen after that. I mean, kids go play college. Some kids can come back next as, you know, for one more year, but some kids get placed. So you can't even play the following year. So this seemed like the year where they were going to get their final shots all be together. So I feel real bad for them. Yeah. It's crazy. Obviously nothing, yeah. nothing anyone could have predicted. And yeah, I just hope, like you said, they get that one last shot to play with each other. 
Yeah, no, I, I agree. I agree. Yeah, so we'll, we'll shift to some more some more positive conversation uh, about baseball. <laughs> Thanks for taking some time out. Um, I started this podcast just to try to learn from some coaches that I've had and then coaches in the area, um, including yourself. So I thought it would be a good opportunity to reach out and uh, kind of learn from you of, from uh, what you've done so far in your career and what you're looking to do in your career. So appreciate Great. you taking the time out. Yeah, no, I appreciate you having me. I I, uh, I felt nothing but but love from the community um, since since getting the position. You know, I was lucky enough to get the position. There's probably too many people to thank, you know, for helping me. Um, but I, I since I've arrived, it's it's been nothing but positives. Which is another reason I was really looking forward to the season and and getting things rolling along. So yeah, that's awesome. And I I told you originally like you you couldn't be at a better place. The the support from the town is unreal. Uh, not only in the high school season, but in the summer season, and kind of how those two organizations work together to to give the kids the best experience possible. And I think we collectively, as a town, do a great great job of that for sure. Yeah, and 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 what really stood out to me is like just you specifically, and Zach Carson, and Phil Tarantino, and you know guys who were involved with the program and. We're like, listen, coach, anything you need, you want me to come by and help you with this or do this? Like, you don't get that in every town. You don't get kids coming back wanting to still help, wanting to still be around the program. I mean, anytime you have that, you know that there's there's a special bond and connection. So, um, you know, that made me feel good when I came on that, you know, other people still wanted to be connected to the program and, you know, lend a hand, give their expertise and, and help me out, you know. So um, that's been awesome, you know. Yeah, it's amazing, and that's kind of one thing that Coach T kind of, when I talked to him on the podcast, we kind of talked about how when you when you have a culture that people want to come back to, then that's when you know it's special, kind of like you said, and right. you definitely have that with Greenwich. I mean, me and, me and Carson, there's numbers of other kids who would be willing to help too, just for having that Cardinal name attached to it, and then we the town brings on great people like yourself and others to to lead these kids. So like, it's an easy place to come back to. And, um, I'm going to try to do that for as long as I can, as long as I'm, I'm in the area. Yeah. And that, that's, that's very much appreciated. I mean, we all know, I, I think people who don't know what goes into to building, to continuing to build a strong program and tradition is not easy. And it's not something one person can do by themselves. So, you know, you need, you need good coaches, you need good players, good parents, you need everybody's contribution. And that's, what's going to make it uh, consistent and great. You know, you look at some of the other programs in the FCAC that have been consistently good the last five to 10 years, and they have a lot of those qualities. So, um, you know, that to me, that's very important. Yeah, definitely. So when looking back in uh, late 2019, when you, when you were looking um, for a head coaching job, what kind of, what about the Greenwich High position drew your interest originally? So it's funny. I uh, I, I started – I had coached uh, American Legion summer ball for about five seasons, and I finally had gotten back into high school thanks to uh, Coach Le- uh, Richard Lacomas at Stanford High. Um, he brought me in. Before him, actually, it was Danny Melzer, um, who's now the New Canaan basketball coach but was the Stanford High basketball coach before. So they kind of got me back into it. I coached him JV – at Stanford High with uh, with Steve Bucket, who actually got named the McMahon coach this year. So it's interesting. You know, he came in right before me because he got a job at Stanford High. He was the JV coach, and I helped him out that year. And then we both got moved up to varsity the year after. So um, 
I was at Stanford High, um, and then Danny Melzer took the basketball position in New Canaan, and he asked me to come over with him and do basketball. So I was already scouting for him. I was I was actually at Fairfield Ludlow. I did a lot of coaching kind of everywhere, um, which is how you have to do it when you come in. You know, I uh, I started teaching at a, a little older of an age. You know, I had a different job before, so by the time I got in, you know, to get into sports, which is what I wanted to do. Um, I had to kind of, you know, go around, be an assistant, do all that. And, and I learned so much in those formidable years. So I ended up in New Canaan. I ended up being the assistant varsity coach in New Canaan for two seasons. Uh, the first season under Jeff Lambert and the second season under Anthony Bloss. And I love doing that. I love that role. You know, the assistant role is a little bit different than the head coach role. Um, and I was, you know, getting to the point where I felt all that I had learned from everybody that I wanted to make that jump. So I wasn't actively looking, but when this opportunity presented itself, uh, you know, late, early fall, um, people, people started reaching out and saying, Hey, you know, the Greenwich job is open. I'm like, man, to, to be able to start your head coaching career at Greenwich high school, knowing not just how great of a school it is and, and great administration and great people, um, you know, competing against them my whole life and in the summer and then, you know, to have that opportunity to me, it, at first I was hesitant because I thought I wanted to maybe still be an assistant for a few more years, but I had learned so much under the guys I coached, um, between Tim Dale, Tim Daly in the summer and, and the other guys I coached in New Canaan and Stanford high, you know, it was, almost, it was, it was like a dream come true, you know, an opportunity I couldn't pass up. And I got a little push from a few other people and, you know, um, I, 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 I know it was a great decision. You know, I couldn't be happier um, to end up here because not everybody gets to start their head coaching career uh, in, at such a great program, right, and such a great town. So um, I, I feel very fortunate, um, and, and I, I, you know, it was tough to leave New Canaan. Um, I'm no longer coaching basketball there either because being a head coach presents the challenge of time, and, and you need to be – focused on being the head coach you know there's not really time to coach other sports so i'm only doing baseball i'm only coaching the um the varsity team and and that's it you know i'm not doing anything else outside of that so um you know i'm i'm i, I was really excited for this season and the and the opportunity and you know i'm looking forward to building something continuing to build something great here you know back from the angelo bruno days and you know the coaches from the past up all the way through through Mike Mora and, and Phil and then Mike again. And, you know, it's been a bunch of great guys there through the years. So, yeah, that's amazing. And uh, yeah, I mean, I was looking forward to this season too, just being able to, to head over to the high school and watch some games. I've been able to really do that in the last four or five years since I was off at school. But yeah, I was, I mean, I was looking forward to just taking a 10 minute drive and seeing, uh, seeing the old stomping grounds and it, it would have yeah. been some fun baseball to watch. Like we've talked about for sure. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think we all know that the talent level was high, you know, and, and, you know, to me, you could look at that two ways as, as a, as someone coming in as a new coach, you, you could look at that as, you know, hey, this is great. I have great talent. You know, the expectations are high. And then the other part could be like, well, what if we don't meet those expectations, you know, and, and I'm a, I'm the type of person, I don't look at things like, like that, you know, I, I look at it as a challenge. I felt like the support I got from the community and from other coaches um, and the coaches that I was able to bring in with me, um, that all was going to benefit us. And we were going to, you know, we were going to be fine, you know? So I, you know, there's always that doubt right in that first year, what's this guy like, you know, what's his, uh, 
how does he how does he handle this? How does you know how how is he with the players? You know those sorts of things. So um, I thought we were positioned to have a really strong season and make it enjoyable for the kids because that's a big part of high school baseball. I think you know once you get past high school, maybe the stakes rate uh, you know rise up a little more. Um, but at the same time, you know, high school is meant to be a fun time. You're playing with some of your best friends, kids you've been playing with since you were, you were, you know, five years old. And nothing can ever replace that. I mean, you know, in my opinion, at least. Yeah, definitely. And with, with this quarantine situation, the pandemic, I know it's been, it's been tough for pretty much everyone to build on relationships and especially for coaches, because I feel like, especially in your first year, so much of entering a new culture is kind of that FaceTime with players that you can get. But because of all this, you haven't been able to really get FaceTime in person. So how have you, before the season was canceled, how were you staying in touch with the players and just trying to build those relationships initially? So I, I think I was fortunate, first and foremost, to have a couple of returning coaches, uh, Coach Urbano, who's been a staple in the program now for a while. Kids love the kids love him. You know, you, like you said, he's the best, um, you know, coach Binnick and coach Gaffney have both been there. Um, I think coach Binnick, this would have been his second season or third. I think coach Gaffney has been there a little longer than that, maybe his fourth. So he came in with the senior class. Um, he's my JV coach. And then coach Binnick is the freshman coach. So having three guys who are already there and then you throw Sean Mayo into the mix, who's a teacher at the school who actually played at Greenwich high school, um, was was all West his senior year second baseman. So he was a pretty good player. So when you have those connections, um, that helped me significantly. You know, me and Pat were the new guys. Pat's my, my other assistant varsity coach, Pat Murphy, um, who's great. Um, so that helped. But what really helped, to be completely honest, is the three captains. You know, I can't say enough about Tove, Jake, and, and Hunter. Um, you know, they've, been, they, they've really set the standard of what you want in your captains, right? I mean, I don't know about you, but 20 years ago when I was a captain at Stanford High my senior year, the responsibilities put on us were zero. You know, we showed up, coach told us what to do, and we did it. You know, there wasn't any extra. You know, there wasn't this uh, start a group chat, right? You know, come, come talk to your teammates, get them to come to the Google Meets. These guys have gone above and beyond from day one. From the first day I met them in November, um, they didn't know who I was. Tof knew who I was from basketball, but the, but Hunter and Jake didn't know who I was. So um, I give those guys all the credit in the world because without them and they're, they're buying in through all of this and the quarantine and not playing, um, I don't think we would have been able to have the same kind of communication we've had. I mean, our Google meets on Thursday, we're averaging between 25 and 30 players, which is amazing. I mean, you're talking about the majority of the kids who would have been on JV and varsity. So, um, and we even got a few freshmen in there. So these guys have done a great job spreading the word. Um, there's, there's other kids too that have helped with that other seniors and juniors and sophomores, but it all starts with the captains. And, you know, I, 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 like I told them, you know, I've stayed in touch with them obviously a little bit more even. And, you know, to me, their legacy is going to remain as long as I'm the coach, their, their legacy is not going to go away. You know, they're, they're going to still be remembered as my first group. I'm going to be talking about these guys, you know, hopefully 10 years down the road and telling, you know, kids, Hey, listen, you know, we went through a situation in 2020 that you wouldn't believe. And, you know, these kids, these kids were still were, were true leaders, you know, um, like you said, what if this happened to you? How would you feel, you know, like our yeah. senior years, if someone told me you're not going to have a season, this was your season to, to be, you know, to show out, to be a captain, to be a leader, and you're not going to get that opportunity. But 
off the field, they've been, uh, they've been, you couldn't ask for more. So the staying in touch part without them wouldn't have happened. And them accepting me as a first year coach, I mean, they could have easily said, Hey, you know, this guy's new, we're seniors. We don't, we don't have to, you know, we don't have to, you know, reach out in group chats. We don't have to do these, these, uh, you know, these videos and these drills that they're sending out. Um, but I can't give them enough credit, man. Uh, they're great kids. Uh, they got bright futures. Um, I, I know, you know, Toast, Toph and, and Hunter are going to continue to play on. Um, and hopefully they get a shot at the summer because they're all going to be together in the summer. So um, I'm hoping that that works out, you know. Yeah, and I think it just speaks to the, the type of people out there, like you touched upon. I mean, it's going to do them so much justice once they're, once they're older and out looking for jobs. I mean, they can – they can kind of use this experience and describe how they kind of brought the team together. Like you said, welcomed you early on as a coach. And I think that, like you said, their legacy is going to live on. And I'm, I'm sure they'll be back next year. There's no doubt in my mind that they'll return and come to some practices and stuff like that. Me too. And and I wouldn't uh, – that would be the great. I, I they're, They'd be welcome – Anytime, you know, there was an old saying uh, uh, back at Stanford High, once a black knight, always a black knight. You know, it's to me, I kind of feel the same way, you know, once a cardinal, always a cardinal. So, you know, and if you're part of a program, you know what it's like. Um, and listen, being a senior and having a new coach come in, there's no, that's not easy. You know, regardless of what your relationship was with your previous coach, you know, you played three years for somebody and now or, you know, even one or two years as, at the varsity level. And now all of a sudden this new guy comes in who you don't know. So, um, you know, they could have they could have easily mailed it in here the last few months. You know, once we made I mean, we were three days from pitchers and catchers. So um, or two days, I should say. So, you know, we were that close to starting a year and. You know, I remember talking to Jake because he was Jake and Hunter, you know, are a pitcher and a catcher. And, and actually, Toth was going to be coming, too, because he was he was going to throw for a little a little for us this year. And uh, they were all ready to go. You know, coach, you know, I got the guys ready to do the running we did last year. And this is all stuff passed on from uh, from years before. Right. So even probably going back to when you were there. Mm-hmm. And this is stuff being passed down from great leaders through the years. So if you don't have that, you end up having kind of a, a discombobulated uh, you know, situation where every year you're not sure what's going on. But if you have good leaders the year before, then your program kind of just continues to to go in in a in a positive in an upward direction. So yeah, definitely. I think it it definitely works out too because um, Tof's brother Mike was a captain along with me a few years ago. So any questions Tof had, he probably ran by Mike, who was a who was a great leader also. So it's lucky that you had you kind of have those two brothers that were. Spaced out right. almost perfectly to kind of pass the torch uh, for Greenwich baseball. And I know Tof's going to have great success in college too, which I'm looking forward to see. Yeah, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm already looking forward to heading out in, in the cold, uh, you know, February or March or whenever. I know that I know college, you know, you play down south a little bit early, but whenever he's got a game nearby, I'm excited to go, go see him, you know, and, and I know he's going to have a great career and I know Hunter's going to have a great career and all our guys, you know, anyone who's, who's, I know Dan, you know, Dan Perez, who I don't know that well, but I know he's, he's doing a prep year and, uh, you know, I remember him starting as a sophomore against us when I was at New Cane and we played a double header actually. Uh, it was a long story, but, um, you know, he, he showed out against us as a sophomore. And I remember thinking after a game, like, how old is that kid? You know, so he's another one that I know has aspirations to play, um, you know, into the future. So, um, you know, it's 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 sad, man. It's sad. I, I don't I don't want to feel bad for myself because 
you know, I'm a man at this point and I, and I've been through, you know, so many baseball summers and seasons, but I'm sure you feel the same way, even being younger. Like if we don't have any baseball this summer, what does that even feel like? You know, like, I don't even know how that I'm going to react to that because it's tough enough, not having it now. And then all of a sudden you're getting the summer and that's, that's automatic, right? I mean, you're on a field either as a player or a coach. And I, I really hope something can get worked out um, for the kids and for everybody, you know, for everybody's sanity, because, Sports is a great way of bringing people together, you know, so I'm hoping something something gives here. And even if we have to start a little late, um, you know, let these kids get back on the field and play together, you know. Yeah, I agree 100 percent. And like you said, the summer, the spring and summer and fall for the baseball scene always kind of has been my favorite part of the year, because as a player, you're excited. You're looking forward to a spring season. You work all winter for it. And then it finally gets there. The weather's starting to warm up even in New England. Um, right. And then you're, you're playing with your best friends, like you said. And yeah, if I, I still, I think about it every day, pretty much like how fortunate I am that I was able to get my career in without something like this happening kind of out of my control and just being able to, this kind of made me reflect and think about if I took every moment as if it would be my last moment on the field. And I feel like most people can't really say that. I know there were definitely moments I took it for granted um, being on the field, even though you, you tell yourself you won't take it for granted, it's just the the repetition of the day in day out. Do you think, right through all this, that you've kind of reflected and thought, wow, maybe I was taking certain days for granted, and hopefully once once baseball gets back, we all kind of look around when we're when we're back out on the field and kind of take it all in. Yeah, and I mean, I already I'm already thinking about you know what I'm gonna what you know that that whole concept next year. You know when we go into the season it's going to be for these seniors, you know, whether that the season is going to be basically dedicated to them and saying, Hey, you got a chance to be out here. Think about your buddies from last year who didn't get this opportunity. And, and if that doesn't fire you up, you know, I mean, if you think about it, that's, that's, that's what you play for. You, you, you play when, I don't know about you. And I think you would agree with this. I mean, I, I played for what was across my chest, you know, obviously I always wanted to do well, but I was a big proponent of when we showed up at someone's field or they came to us, we were playing for our school, you know, what you wear on your chest and, and, and for each other and for your teammates. So I hope next year we, we can kind of have that, that attitude, that chip the whole season of, you know, we're, we're playing for the guys who didn't get their shot last year because a lot of our sophomores and juniors know these guys, you know, they, they either played with them um, or, or they know them through, through the program. So I'm hoping they don't, you know, like you said, uh, it, it's easy in high school to, to not to take things for granted. You're a kid, you know, I mean, I was an 18 year old kid too. And I didn't always make the best decisions or, you know, wanted to, you know, wanted to do my own thing. And I certainly have some regrets too, but, um, I think this, this kind of puts things in perspective, um, especially if you love the game. And I think, I think a lot of the kids on this, on, in this program love the game. I mean, that's the sense I got from the seniors and from other kids that have had conversations with how hard they've worked in the off season. I mean, it's amazing what I've seen. So, yeah, I think that's a great mantra to have too. I know if I was, if I was suiting up as a would be like the juniors this year that are going to be seniors next year, if I was suiting up with a thought of those kids who weren't able to finish their senior, that, that would make me want to run through a wall pretty much. So <laughs> I think that's a good idea. Yeah. And I, and I, and I, and I want it to be sincere, not, not just, you know, it's, it's one thing to just say it like, mm-hmm. Hey, we're playing for Tolf, we're playing for, for Dan, we're playing for, you know, uh, uh, Lestosa, whoever, you know, all these seniors that were coming back. Um, I, I want it to really mean something, you know, because it, it should, it should, how does that not, 
like tug at you. You know, you could be the the toughest kid around. That that that's gotta that's gotta make you feel some sort of way. You know, that I can go out and show out for my buddies from last year. You know, and show them that you know we're gonna we're gonna take this season and dedicate it to them and and show them that you know we miss them and we're gonna play. We're gonna take every inning and every at bat and everything we do. Uh, you know, seriously and, and take nothing for granted. And I think if we have that approach and have a little fun, uh, I don't see why we can't be successful, you know? Yeah, definitely. Um, so moving on to kind of your own, your own coaching career, what have you learned along the way? You, you kind of touched upon some of this, but what have you learned along the way that you hope to, will lead to your success at Greenwich High? So, so, you know, I've been so fortunate, um, to have a baseball background from a really young age. And that's kind of what propelled me for my love of the game. I mean, I played other sports when I was younger and I would have liked to continue to play them. But I think by the time I was like 13, my love for baseball was so strong that I couldn't see myself doing anything else, you know? Um, and I certainly probably wasn't as good at, at other sports as I was at baseball, but, um, you know, I grew up with, with an uncle, um, and a cousin. So my uncle and his son are both been major league scouts for, for years. My, my uncle was, you know, in the big leagues for probably 30 years. He, he was with the Brewers. He was with the Cardinals. Um, he ended up being a director of Latin American scouting for the Brewers, um, pretty much right before he retired. Um, and then his son got into it and he started out as the, when the Diamondbacks became a franchise, I want to say it was back in 92, um, or maybe 94. He, uh, he, he was a scout for them. So he was a Northeast scout. Um, so I used to tag along with him at 14, 13, 14 years old and go watch all these New York Penn league games. And, you know, I picked his brain. I probably, I hassled him so much in a car. He probably, he probably drove him nuts, you know, just asking him questions and, you know, why didn't you like that guy or what was wrong with his swing or what did you see in that picture or what, what made you not, you know, like, you know, whatever, just asking him questions. And I was able to build a lot of my knowledge through that. Um, and even my uncle, you know, he, he had a close relationship with Albert Pujols and I was able to meet him in person. And I got a lot of luxury things that not a lot of people are able to get, you know, through the years. So, you know, I got taken to playoff games and, you know, um, sitting with like, a, uh, you know, when my cousin was with the Nationals, I, I would sit with the Nationals families when they came to Shea. Uh, before it was City Field. So, um, you know, I grew up with all that. And then when my coaching career began, it's funny, I actually, before I was a teacher, I was in sales and my boss got me into Little League. So I coached Little League for years, like right out of college. I was like 21, 22. Um, and I did that for a while. But, you know, after a while, as much as I love coaching the little kids, like, you have that, that juice inside of you, that, that fire, you know, that competitiveness that little league doesn't always bring, you know, maybe all stars will bring that, but it's different, you know, a little field and a big field are two different fields. So, um, I was able to get some opportunities to coach, you know, um, you know, I coached a 15 U team. I was the head coach for it. This was probably about eight or nine years ago. And then I got into Legion, uh, with Chris Sabia, who, who, you know, uh, was a huge influence on getting me in there and, you know, um, obviously we, we lost Chris and, and, and what he did for the Stanford Legion program was amazing. Um, and I got to coach under Tim Daly the last five summers, who's the pitching coach at Brunswick, uh, who's a tremendous guy, tremendous baseball guy. Um, and I've just learned so much from all these guys, you know, it's, it's, it's easy to say, Oh, I'm just like this coach. Or I took, I just like this coach. I've taken a little bit from everybody and kind of made it into my, what I think my style's going to be. Um, you know, 
Coach Lacomas at, at Stanford High, and this is no knock on any coach I've ever coached with. He, he's so prepared, like to the point of like he's got things. You know, it's unbelievable his preparedness, right? I mean, that stands out to me. Um, other coaches, the way they're 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 tacticians, you know, the way they do things, and then other coaches, their relationships with their players, and you take a little bit of all of that. And you want to make that your style. You know, there's some things you might want to do differently. And that's the whole thing when you have your team. You can do things the way you want to do them. So if I had to say one thing, all those experiences have influenced me to really want to be a player's coach. Um, but in this day and age, that's also a fine line. You know, uh, being a player's coach doesn't mean that players do whatever they want. You know, and I think that's that's a big misconception. You know, I think of I think of Coach Coach Tarantino who, who to me is a player's coach, but he, he runs things to a, to a sense where kids respect them and they play the game the right way and they still love playing for him, you know, and that's the kind of coach I want to be, you know, um, I want kids to learn. I want kids to do things the right way. I want us to represent ourselves in the school a certain way. Um, and, and I, you know, I, I'm a, I'm a pretty easygoing guy. Um, but I also want, want our kids to respect themselves on the field and understand that, you know, when you're out there, it, 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 you're you're in a, you're in a competition. You know, you're in a competition, and you, and you want to be the one that's that's winning that competition. Um, so I, I've learned so much. Um, you know, I think in your first year as a varsity coach, which is a little step up of whatever I've done, I think a little more. You know, you have to navigate things a little as you go. Um, but I feel very confident with the staff that I have in place. And with the things I've learned in the past that I think, you know, it's going to be a, a good, a good season and a good connection with the kids. And I think they're going to be, they're going to know what I expect out of them. Um, and, and I think if kids know what to expect and know what you want, it makes everybody relax a little bit more and you get the most out of your players. And that's really what I want to do. I just want to get the most out of each guy we have on the roster. You know, if there's 16 guys, I want to get the most out of everybody one through 16, you know, and that could be the guy at the end of the bench who's, who's, who's a pinch runner. Um, that could be another guy who, who comes in for defense, you know, whatever the case is, I want everyone to be as bought into the program as possible. So, um, you know, that's not something I can do by myself. But between having, you know, my coaching staff and leaders and captains and those sorts of things, I think that's something we can do all together. So um, my hope is that, you know, I, I can build that throughout my tenure. Um, and, and I, uh, you know, I, I love I love baseball. I mean, I'm, that's going to be evident from the first day with my kids. You know, they're going to probably hear stories that they don't even want. You know, I'm going to tell them things that they're probably even going to tune me out. Coach is always telling us some story about 1998 when he was a junior at Stanford High, you know. And but to me, that's just because the reason I remember those things is because I loved it so much. You know, you don't remember things that you don't care about. So when I come up with stories, it's because or any coach you've ever played for, if they're telling you stories, it's because they love the game, you know, and they want to, and they remember things vividly. I remember pitches I threw and counts to certain kids. I remember being at certain fields and what the weather was like, you know, those things don't leave your mind. And, and I'm not even talking about championship games. I'm talking about regular season games. You know, um, I could go back. I have thousands of memories in my head about playing baseball. So hopefully that rubs off on the kids and, and they see that I'm genuinely, love the game and, and 
want to see them grow as kids and as people and help them get to whatever level they feel they want to be at in baseball. You know, if they want to play in college, I want to be supportive and be there for them. You know, if they, if they don't want to do that, that's fine too. But, you know, I want to be able to support kids in whatever way they want to be supported and, uh, and make it a good experience for them. I want them to look back at high school as a positive, right? Not, Oh man, I really hated my high school coach. I mean, that's not the kind of reputation you want to have for yourself. So that's just my take on it. Um, you know, and, and I've learned from tons of people throughout the years. So, yeah, definitely. And you touched upon, uh, coach T and kind of his style. And I definitely relate to that. I had him for three years. So I had him, um, when I was a sophomore on JV and then he switched to varsity when I was a junior and he was one of those coaches where initially we, we didn't really clash on, uh, JV because, I don't want to say my spot was given to me, but being on JV as a sophomore, you're almost guaranteed to start, I want to say. Right. And so as a junior, it was almost a wake-up call where, wow, this isn't given to you anymore. There's going to be competition with seniors, younger guys. So he definitely pushed me in a sense like that, and I knew the kind of coach I was going to get every day. I knew if I dogged it, he was going to get on me, rightfully so. And I think it's important to play for a coach like that, and you kind of touched upon how you want to – be consistent and give your guys an idea of what they're going to get um, on a daily basis because I do, I think that's how you get the most out of them because if you're showing up in a different mood every day, they're going to be kind of walking on eggshells and not know what to expect. And I think if yeah. if kids know what to expect, they're going to they'll play their heart out for you for sure. I agree 100%. I mean, you still got to understand as a coach, you're talking to 16, 17, and 18-year-olds. And if you can't put yourself in their shoes when you were there, then maybe coaching isn't the thing for you, you know, because you can't tell me any 16, 17 or 18 year old, you know, didn't have, you know, didn't do things wrong once in a while or, or goof around or do something, you know, did something where, you know, you're like, Hey, why are you doing that? You know, we all did that at age. So if you can't have a little leeway and, and be a little understanding of kids at that age group, you know, maybe it's not the thing for you. You know, the thing that strikes me about coach, coach Tarantino, I never coached with him before. Right. But I learned things from him by coaching against him. And when you learn things from someone who you coach against, especially in baseball, that tells you the kind of coach they are and the kind of impact they have on their kids. Right. So I've like watched Phil. I I know that sounds weird, but, Mm -hmm. you know, I've coached against him for, you know, the past three seasons. Right. Uh, You know, at the junior uh, American Legion, the junior level, just watching Phil and him interacting with his kids and the stuff he does in situations. I put that stuff all in the back of my head. I'm like, man, that was really impressive what you just did there. And that just goes to show you what a great coach he is. And I know you play for him and, and he might not always be the easiest coach to play for. And he demands a lot. But if he, to me, if you're a baseball guy and he didn't make you better or make you want to be better, you know, I, I can't imagine that being the case. You know, like I got to assume most kids felt that way. You know, coach was tough on me, but in the end it made me a way better player, a way better person and made me come out here and bust, you know, give 110% every day. So, yeah, hundred percent. Um, well, thanks for, uh, carving out some time. I've, I've been trying to carve out some time to talk about anything other than this quarantine and the stuff that's <laughs> going on. So it's, it's good to talk some baseball and, um, I hope that we get, a legion season and we'll, de- we'll definitely see you at the high school if we do get one so thank you for the time of course 
no problem. And and I'll tell you, I I nobody's hoping for that more. I, I'll probably I'll probably be at every game. I mean, I don't know if my girlfriend wants to hear that, but I I, I uh, I'm going to be such such wanting to be there for the kids and to watch, um, and, and to gain more knowledge on other kids too. Just just to watch them play and maybe give a little feedback. You know, I know I got to You got to be careful with that when it's not your season, but you know, just to be able to watch the kids and and. Uh, and and be around them and and watch as much baseball take it all in this summer i mean i'm already missing just watching you know forget coaching first and foremost and being out with the guys at greenwich but watching baseball on tv at night i mean once mlb comes on you know I, i'm watching games every night i might i don't know if i don't know if the younger kids are still doing that as often but um you know i i i miss it so much you know and i want to i want those kids to get that opportunity and i think it's great what you're doing and um, you know, I, like I said, I appreciate once again, everything, uh, you know, you reaching out when I got hired and offering your support and, and your help. And, uh, you know, like I said, you're, you're, you're welcome anytime within the program, uh, you know, you, to me, anybody who wants to help as an extension. And I, um, I'm very grateful for that. So, you know, keep up the good work and, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, happy to talk anytime and, and, um, you know, hopefully we can get back to some normalcy soon. So yeah, that's the hope. And the offer still stands. We, we just got delayed here. So if you, if you need me next year, I'll be around. Okay, great. I appreciate that. Awesome. Stay, uh, stay safe and healthy. I hope your family's doing well. And you know, so same to you. All right, Alex. Thanks buddy. I appreciate it. Thank you. That was my interview with Greenwich baseball coach Adrian Arango. And first of all, thanks to him for the time. Um, I've been trying to talk about things other than the pandemic and just try to keep a positive attitude. So it was it was great talking to him for a little over 30 minutes about baseball and how he's kind of been handling everything during this time. And like I mentioned in the beginning, unfortunately, their season was cut very short. They didn't even get to play a game. And I think it was only a couple days before pitchers and catchers when all of this started. And then they were kind of waiting to hear how the season would would begin. And unfortunately, it never did. So I think, like Adrian pointed to in the interview, all of the kids have been handling it uh, the best that they can, just trying to get work in on their own and trying to stay positive through it all. Obviously, it, it didn't work out for them, but hopefully we get to see them in the summer. And I know... Adrian said he'll be around, which will be which will be awesome, just to give him a chance to to see what what kind of team he would have had, and then help him prepare for the years to come with the with the younger Cannons players. So uh, it, it was great talking to Adrian. We haven't really spoken too much. Uh, I spoke with him in person a couple times, but that was the first time that we had a had an extended conversation. And um, no surprise why he got the Greenwich High job. It was a it was a pleasure talking to him and trying to pick his brain to see how he how he approaches coaching and um I agree with everything that he said in terms of how he how he plans to be a player's coach and um how he plans to be consistent day in and day out for his players which is huge and um like I I talked about with him this would have been my first year that I would have been able to go to a bunch of high school games since I I played a few years ago and it would have been awesome to to see how he was going to lead this group uh, with a lot of talent, they they would have won a lot of games and would have been in contention for not only the conference championship but the uh, the state tournament championship as well. So, uh, like I said, we're gonna have to wait 
another year, unfortunately, to see to see Greenwich High baseball back on the field. But um, I can't wait for that because they have a great guy and Adrian leading the leading the charge. And then the new crop of of Greenwich baseball is going to be coming up and and hungry to to win some games and compete at a very high level. So thank you to Adrian for taking the time, and uh, we'll see you next time.